Today, we talk about how affirming parents respond when they're a child's advocate and ally, a child's defender and protector to family members, sometimes very close family members and friends who are not affirming, not accepting, way too often openly anti-gay, anti-trans, and cruel. We want to share a letter a mom wrote on behalf of her transgender daughter. It is beautiful. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello there and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here as always with Susan Cottrell. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing out there? Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sure the responses are varied. all varied out there. We, yeah. we love you. You are beloved. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. As always, please share this podcast if you would. Please subscribe. And if you're listening actually on any pro- any platform, but especially Apple Podcasts, if you've not yet clicked five stars, please click five stars. That means more than you know in the algorithm world of podcasts and search engines and things like that. So please do give us five stars. It would mean a lot. And if you can support us, please do. You can find out all the information on that at freedhearts.org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All that we do, all the projects that we do, all depend on the kindness of people like you. And so if you're able to support, uh, make a tax-deductible donation, either one-time or ongoing, that, uh, that would help. It really would. Really, really would. And please do connect with us. Again, everything's at freedhearts.org. Okay, today we're going to talk about what happens or, or the things surrounding when a, an affirming parent defends their LGBTQ plus child. And I love that. I've been looking forward to this episode. This is, this is really... Mm-hmm. You know, there's a moment when a child comes out, says, Mom, Dad, I'm gay or bisexual. I'm still trying to figure it out. Or when a child says, you know, in the deepest places of my soul, the, the, the gender that I see in the mirror is different from what I feel and know in my heart. And what, what a beautiful moment that is. That moment will be replayed and relived countless times in the years to come. It can be a sacred moment for parents to celebrate that the life they gave their child will be lived authentically. And as parents, I mean, what, I mean, can we want or dream anything greater than that, that our kids love and be loved for who they are? You know, and we hear about these stories and how it launches our children into their lives with love and with confidence because they know that we have their backs. When the world is cruel, we're there. Whatever mountains they face, they're not alone. That coming out experience will impact a child's life more than you could ever, ever imagine. And the reality is that that impact will be for good or for bad. And we're going to talk in a moment, we'll talk today about how an affirming parent responded to harsh family and friends. It is inspirational. And we hear about that more and more all the time. But I want to remind us of what happens when that doesn't happen. Unfortunately, we hear about the bad experiences every day too, usually from LGBTQ people 
whose parents did not respond well, we hear from you. And that lack of response, lack of affirmation from a parent is usually fueled by some sort of religious God, God-centered beliefs, or they think God-centered beliefs. And how messed up is that to think that this God of love is tossed out at that moment and replaced with a God that is misused and abused to justify condemnation and rejection and shaming. And we know that the results are devastating. They're indefensible. 25% of all LGBTQ homeless youth become homeless the same day they came out to their Christian parents. 57% of transgender youth without supportive parents attempt suicide. When even one parent is supportive, that number drops to 4%. Issues like self-harm, depression, substance abuse, suicide, all of that is a direct result of faith-based family rejection. And I mean, family rejection is harmful enough. You add God to that mix, and it just increases it multifold, whatever the phrase is I'm mm-hmm. trying to say there. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting, and it's devastating, and it's deadly. And yet, honestly, you have to do a, a lot of scriptural religious gymnastics to respond that way, because the truth is it has nothing to do with scripture or God, and it is indefensible. If you're a parent listening to this and you still struggle, I have some simple advice for you, and that's to err on the side of love and trust God with the rest. You will never, ever, ever, ever regret, quote, loving too much. And reach out to us, and we will go on this journey with you. Okay? There are parents who are where you are. There are parents who have been where you've been. There are parents who are where you want to be. We will connect you with them. If you're part of the LGBTQ community and you've experienced this kind of rejection from a parent, we are so sorry. Yes. I want you to know that it had nothing to do with you. It reveals everything about them and nothing about you. And I want you to know in your heart that you do not, did not in any way whatsoever deserve that. So that's the negative part. That's the rejection part. But we're going to talk about something different today. Yeah. Today we want to talk about how affirming parents respond as our child's advocate and ally, our child's defender and protector to family members, sometimes very close family members and friends who are not affirming, not accepting. Way too often they're openly anti-gay and cruel. And we have a community and hear this every day, these amazing parents that respond with such love and affirmation despite how they've been raised and taught. It's 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 inspiring. Yeah. And if you are if you are LGBTQ and your parents have not done this, maybe wrap this around you and let it yeah. be a warm comfort yeah, for let, you in the moment. Let what you're about to hear uh speak to you. Yes. Uh, All right. Yeah. So I want to share this letter a mom wrote on behalf of her transgender daughter. It is beautiful, and I share it with her permission as an encouragement for those who don't quite know how to handle friends and relatives. Okay, I think this is a a really good way, and the child was on board with it too. Dear family and friends, I have some news to share that is of a sensitive nature. My oldest child, whom you know as Michael, has shared with me that he has had a long battle with gender dysphoria. After my initial shock, I realized just how difficult this news must be for my child. I was stunned to realize the gravity of his isolation. A scary statistic is that while this affects only 1% of the population, more than 30% 
of transgender children and young adults successfully commit suicide. These past several months have been a time of transition for me. I have prayed, read many, many books from multiple perspectives, been to family and individual counseling, met other families, gone to seminars, had many family talks, and much more. I have come to embrace that this is our new normal, and I am proud to introduce a new but old family member, Michaela. Michaela, as she is now known to us and her friends, is living full-time as a woman. Michaela is happy and comfortable about this big change. I've always prided myself on being open and authentic, and I'm happy to fully support my daughter. As you are an important part of my life, I want to share this with you. For almost a year now, Michaela has told us how she feels inside and the lifelong struggle she has endured. It feels like she doesn't belong in her own body. I understand that this is extremely difficult for most people to understand and still is even for me after months of studying the subject is sometimes difficult. I've learned that a full understanding can be both deceptively simple and extraordinarily complicated (laughs) at the same time. That's good. But what follows might help. Michaela was born with male genitalia, but believes her brain is female. Her condition is one of gender identity. Fundamentally, she does not identify with the sex she was identified with at birth. Depending on the individual and their commitment to their gender identity, they may ultimately transition to their preferred gender with hormone treatments and gender reassignment surgery. In any case, it is important to know that the individual feels compelled by these feelings and to act upon them accordingly. In other words, they cannot seem to help it. There's no cure, I put in quotes, or therapy or medical treatment that can resolve this. There's only the person that has always been and now needs the understanding and support of her friends and loved ones. She is still an extremely intelligent, quirky, beautiful individual, and she deserves to be loved. I ask that you welcome Michaela fully as part of our family. Despite any personal reservations you may have, I hope you will be fully welcoming, respectful, and kind to her. Please do your best to use her chosen name and she, her pronouns. I know this can be a lot to take in and may bring up many feelings and questions. I will do my best to answer the questions you may have. I'm not looking to change anyone's opinions or views. Ultimately, what you feel is your prerogative. However, I do ask that any negative feelings be contained and not be communicated to or in the presence of Michaela. All the experts on this subject agree that this is the right approach for maintaining Michaela's mental health and happiness long-term. Transgender individuals are much more prone to suicide, depression, and self-harm when they don't have the support and love of their family. After lots of studying this issue, God has continued to lead me back to this one passage in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. Jesus is asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I take this commandment, not a suggestion, very seriously and strive to love God, my family, our friends, and strangers. I know that some people will not understand nor support us on this journey, but I respectfully ask that you keep those opinions to yourself. 
negativity will only destroy the work that I have done to remain positive and faithful on this path. I have no doubts that God is with us on this journey. It is certainly wonderful to see Michaela now living as her true self. Thank you for listening. I should. This is a moment where I should have my sound effects of a freaking standing ovation. Yes. For what a what a beautiful, what a beautiful expression, expression of love and protection. That's what it means to love people who yeah. who need yeah. our support or to love anyone. I want to go back just for a moment to to repeat again something because I hear this in social media um, interactions with people every day that. Matthew twenty two thirty six, the commandment. Jesus, they said, teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? He could have said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He could have said a lot of things. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. Yes. Now, he continued to say all of the law is wrapped up into that. If you do those things, all of the law is wrapped up into that. Paul said later that if you love, you know God. If you don't love, you don't know God. The, how this is this is this where is really simple. This really simple, but yet it's people always will say, "Well, yeah, but." And there's that word we always love, which completely wipes out. The love part. But you have to love them correctly. You have to, whatever it is, it's like, oh my gosh, no, this is really simple. And and that's also way above your pay grade to figure out what that is, by the way. Again, err on the side of love and trust God with everything else. If you just love your God, love God, love your neighbor, the Spirit will take care of everything else in a person's right. life. Whatever that is, as God knows best, as the Spirit knows best. Right. But well, that's, and that's, it means, yeah. It means loving without asking for their credentials if they're worthy of love. <laughs> it means love means treating someone the way you'd want to be treated. Yeah. And every trans person we've ever talked to or heard from who has ever uttered words has said, treat me the way I'm asking to be treated, please. Use my preferred names and name and pronouns. And that's how you'd want to be treated if you were trans. And it's just amazing that people push back against that. I just, I, I, I lose my patience, and, I'm, and I know you do too out there with people. And if you, of course, want to protect yourself and your child in, in that situation to, to not, you know, to know who you're safe to be around, who's safe to be around you and who's not, and find your chosen family and, and all of that. But I'm just, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, wow. You, people make something so beautiful and so simple, so difficult and complicated. Well, people don't. The religion does because you know what's, you know what the truth is about love God and love other people is it's, you can't contain it. You can't label it. You can't, back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago in the, in the teaching of contempt, you can't put an us and them in that statement because it's just everybody. Mm-hmm. It's you know? just us. And so it's like, well, who's your neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor, you know? And so it's not containable. It's not. It's not definable. It's not controllable. And I love that. You know that kind of love is uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that. And so kudos. I know you're listening, Mom. Who, who, uh, who shared this letter? Oh my gosh! Well done. And again, if you, if you're 
Yeah, go ahead. And well done to all the parents who have in your own ways supported your children in their various expressions of who they are. Yeah, supported them against, uh, you know, defended them. people who've told you you're wrong, you're whatever. Sometimes every day. Yes. Well done with with your children. And if you're LGBTQ, again, and I know many of you of our listeners are, and um, and your parents did that for you, you know, pause, don't turn us off, just pause, <laughs> call your mom or dad and thank them, and then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. If you did not get that from your parents, again, I that had nothing to do with you. It reveals everything about them, nothing about you, but know that there are moms and dads out there who love you that way and, yes. who, and who will do that for you. Yes. That's called chosen family. Yes. And so and surround and you deserve that. And that's available. Again, reach out to us. We'll, we'll get you, get you plugged in. Yeah. So, cause you know, I mean, again, depression, self-harm, substance abuse, suicidal thoughts, hate crimes, rejection, bullying, shaming from the world. It hurts so much, but yeah. from family. Yeah. can be, devastating and deadly. And again, faith-based family rejection is the absolute, without even a close second, leading contributor to all of this stuff. And this is real, and we just can't sit by and let it happen. Right. So as uncomfortable as it may be sometimes, especially when it involves family and friends, we must stand up. We must speak up for the sake of our child. And know when you do, when you do love that way, you are on the right side of God's heart. Don't ever wonder that. Don't ever let people trick you with that. Pull you back on the rules. Pull you back with rules and that kind of of butts and conditions. You are on the right side of of God's heart if you love that way. Yes. And when non-affirming family responds in this way that does so much harm, you have a chance to stand up. You have a chance to stand up and say no. That may be to your child. It may be for your friend out there, if you're LGBTQ, can stand up as a friend in that way to speak love and truth to them with your child, your friend knowing it all and watching. And that has such an impact. What a statement that is. The family member, the non-affirming family member may or may not respond. That's not up to you. Yeah, you speak the truth. You speak love, and and based on their response, you decide what, if anything, uh, to do next. Yeah, but you do it for the sake of your child. But I tell you, who is for sure will respond, and that's your child hmm. and your yes, friends. That's right. To have your child's back, especially when there's a personal cost to you, speaks volumes of love and affirmation and acceptance and encouragement to your child. Mm-hmm. Your kids will face challenges. Yes. They will face mountains that will be much easier to get over with you than without you. Yes. And if you're a parent or a family member in this situation, or you're part of the LGBTQ plus community with family members who are, are and are not affirming, mm-hmm. we have extensive, powerful resources yep. to help strengthen and encourage Please reach out to us. Resources to help reconcile deeply held beliefs. Yep. And we have vibrant, supportive community to you, uh, for you. So you can know you're not alone. Yeah, that's for you as parents, for you as LGBTQ, 
We have community. We have resources. Yes. And, and there's she, one in particular that's really moved yeah, you. Yeah, check past. out the Family Acceptance Project for yeah. great information and resources. Yeah. All That link to that and others are all on the website under the resources tab. Yes, yes. So, beloved, hear, hear, hear me now. As, as we wrap this up, something I want to say to you. Hmm. <laughs> it always moves me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes we stand behind our LGBTQ kids in support. Sometimes alongside them in solidarity. And sometimes we stand in front of them, take some of the arrows coming their way. Yeah. That's called love. And that's what a parent should do. That's what a parent should do. Absolutely. Next week, we're going to flip the script here. And we're going to talk about when a child condemns their LGBTQ parent. It's going to be amazing. We love you. We love you so much. You deserve to love and be loved. And our goal is to free your heart to do that, to free your heart to love and to be loved as you deserved. Because you are beloved as you deserve. Because you are beloved. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid Someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner, and you can find out more about her at heystcenter.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.